0: guys welcome to two bookworms one podcast the book club podcast where two best friends talk about books i'm cameron
1: and i'm Lacey,
0: and welcome to another fun episode
1: welcome 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 back or welcome here
0: yeah welcome back or if it's your first time hang on baby (laughs) (laughs) it's been it's like the height of summer Mm -hmm. um Summer has finally reached Texas much later than usual. Yeah, much usually, later. Yeah, summer's usually here like end of April.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it was 4th of July yesterday, and it was like 82 degrees. While the Pacific Northwest has like 115 degrees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is unheard of. It is so of.
0: crazy. Like... They are not, so much like we were not built for the snow, they are not built for that.
1: No, yeah.
0: I mean, I really feel for them because if you don't have AC, like, ugh, and a lot of those houses probably don't. And I think I saw, like, um, I think they had to turn off their power grids because their, like, parts of it were melting or some shit.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: It's not made to handle that kind of like
1: heat. Yeah, just like we weren't made to handle that kind of winter. this
0: <laughs> is <God. laughs> so freaking crazy. What is going on? But the you world? know,
1: they should they should start investing money in the button. They know they know about global warming by now, so they should start yeah. investing their money like they're
0: supposed to in
1: winterizing. Yeah. Yeah. They just they should know it's coming by now.
0: Like climate change is real, folks. Obviously, I mean, it's eighty degrees in July in Texas. Hello.
1: Yeah, and usually we're in the low hundreds, yeah. on our way to
0: teens. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, just like our storms and things have, like our thunderstorms, have progressed so they're so intense, so much more intense than when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And tornadoes, it's just crazy. So anyway. All right, well, if you're new, um, every week we do a suck and sweet. We share our sucks and our sweets from the week. So, Lacey, you said yours are kind of tied together. Mine are tied together. So why don't you just go ahead and do both first?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not kind of really tied together, but my suck isn't really a suck, but it is.
0: Okay. So
1: I guess I'll start with that one. Like, we got our little family get-together yesterday and had our poker game. But it sucks because it didn't last that long. And oh. the next one we'll probably have will be like you know four months away. Why didn't it and last? Just that long? not often enough. Well, you know, because not everybody gets here until about lunchtime, and then we had to cut it off early yesterday because it was one of my cousin's father-in-law's
0: birthday. Oh, and i so, had to be like go to an right. event or whatever. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, did you win?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came out I, a little ahead.
0: <laughs> I think it's tell cool that your, like, whole family gets together to play poker and, like, gamble with money and shit.
1: They've done it since, you know, they were a lot younger. So we just, just
0: kept cool. it alive. I think that's really cool. Well, you didn't lose, so that's good. Nope, yeah.
1: Always a win. What if you lose.
0: Yeah, it's always a win if you don't lose. Um, what's your sweep for the week?
1: So... <laughs> <laughs> I have watched the first season of The Boys. Okay, how did you like it? I can't wait to talk about it. I,
0: I like it. I like it. It's very different. Yeah, I like that it's different, and it's like off the beaten path of superheroes and shit. Right,
1: but there's still nods to the superhero mm-hmm. world in the color schemes and some of their jumpsuits and mm-hmm. some of the symbols, and it's just, it's funny.
0: Yeah, and... I just wait for season two. I mean, season one was better, but, like, there's uh, some stories that come out in season two, and you're just like, what? <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, there's like, obvious parallels, like The Deep and Aquaman or Homecoming right. and Superman or mm-hmm. Queen Babe and, one, like, Wonder Woman. There's so right. many. Um But it's fun because they're, like, making fun of it, and I think it's really cool to see these heroes and, like... <laughs> not-so-good light.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. it's cool to see him. That's why why I like it, because the superheroes are kind of the villains, and you're just like, hold on.
0: (laughs) And Billy Butcher, oh my god. He's, like, such a good character.
1: (laughs) Yes. Such a good character.
0: I think Steve and I were going to have a drinking game to drink every time he says the C-word, but I mean, you would be, like, so freaking wasted. Yeah, you really would. It it, it (laughs) constantly comes out of his mouth. Like... It's, uh, I'm excited because Jensen Ackles is going to be in season three
1: <gasps> oh.
0: and, um, I mean, it's out there who he's playing. He's playing soldier boy, who is a parallel to captain America. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, they kind of talk about him in season two. So you'll get a little more information on him when, after you watch it. But, um, okay. yeah. Did you watch fear street yet?
1: No, I haven't yet.
0: Okay, I think you are going to love it. Like,
1: I I heard the soundtrack is like bomb.
0: It it okay, watch it for the nostalgia alone cuz it this one's 1994 and you're just like, "Oh my god, I remember that or that song." Yeah, the soundtrack's awesome. Um I didn't realize they were coming out so close together. So like 1994 came out this past Friday, and then this week the next one comes out. Oh, really? Yeah, and this one's 1978. Ooh. So, I, my dad watched it. He was like, yeah, it was really good. Um, I would like to know, if someone has read the book and seen the movie, I would like to know how they compare.
1: Yeah, same. Same, because I will That's- have watched it by the time we reconvene.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if you've read it, send us an email or, I, or DM or something. I want to know.
1: 2bookworms1podcast.gmail.com
0: Or Instagram at 2 bookworms one Podcast. Um, one of my friends, she said that she read them in high school. I think I asked her if they were alike. Let me see what she said. Let me find our message. Um, okay, we have two threads going, and I'm checking both of them because I don't <laughs> know which <laughs> one <to be> we discussed it <laughs> on. Oh, first world problems, am I right? Okay. Um, we talk a lot about book of the month. Dang it, I don't remember what she told me. I'll have to ask her again to see what she said. But um, yeah. So let me know after you watch Fear Street. I want to know what you think. Yes, yes, yes. So what's yes. your second sweet? So my, so they they go hand in hand. So I'll give you my sweet first. My sweet for the week is I got my tattoos. Yay! I sent you a picture. I posted it on yeah, Instagram. It's gorgeous.
1: Them. I love the it.
0: Colors are
1: amazing. They yeah. are. They really are.
0: Steve was saying it looks like a temporary tattoo because they're it does,
1: freaking vivid. It's so bright.
0: But let me tell you, those colors hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, they do. Cur-
1: colors always hurt Whew. because they had to continually go over it to saturate it.
0: Oh so my god. It does god. hurt. especially
1: when you get one like yours where the line work is so clean and minimal Uh that it's really not numb by the time they start coloring it.
0: (laughs) Uh Yeah. So when he did all the, like the outline, I mean, that not, did not bother me at all. And then the mountain has some shading. It was painful, but it was tolerable. Like, but when he got to the color, oh man, he was amazing. He was such a nice guy and he talked to me the entire time and we, he was just like, He's like one of those people that you meet and you're like, damn, I want to be friends with you because you're like cool as shit. Like we talked about comic book stuff, we talked about politics, we talked about dogs, we talked about um tattoos, we talked about art. I mean, we talked about so many things. Um, I think I was in his chair for like two hours. Cool ass dude. But by the time, man, with those colors, thank God he was talking to me and distracting me because my arm was like shaking and I was like trying to keep it still. And I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't stop shaking. And he's like, You're fine. Like it's not like it's not messing me up or anything. Um, so yes, if you haven't seen it, um, it is a mountain with three stars, which may sound familiar if you've read A Court of Mist and Fury. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's not just for that. I mean, it has like a lot of meaning to me. Like I lived. Yeah, because
1: you're into astrology and you know
0: everything else. It It just fits. Are like home to me. You know, that's where my dog Brady died. That's where I feel like his soul is in the mountains. Steve and I, I feel like our, like, a peak of a mountain is like the highest point and we're at our highest when we're together. Like, it has a lot of meanings, you know? Yeah. But I would say that Akatar just gave me, like, the idea of how to, like. And the push. Yes, and the push. Because I've been, I've been ready for another tattoo for a while. I mean, it's been like 12 years since my last one.
1: I'm ready for another one too, but.
0: How long has it been for you?
1: Oh, uh, um, it's only been a couple of years. It's been, I think, three years because the last one I got was after my grandmother died because I got her signature on my oh, collarbone. Yeah.
0: That's right. But you also have a flower. Uh, is the flower not for your grandma, too?
1: It's my great grandmother. It was her mother.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, I like that flower one. That one's really pretty. Did that hurt right there? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but... It didn't hurt as much as my wrist hurt.
0: My wrist. Oh, I agree. The wrist. Was awful. <laughs> yeah, the wrist hurts. Um, do you have any on your ankles?
1: I do. Yeah, that one was pretty bad too.
0: I feel like the inside of my ankle was probably the worst pain ever. That's where
1: mine is. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's, it's about equivalent to the wrist. <laughs> That's
0: your, um, charmed one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how many, how many tattoos do you have? I've got six. Okay, ankle, wrist, three-collar bone, Lavicle. okay, and then... Wait, what's the first shoulder? your shoulder? I mean, An eagle? Dude, I don't think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, I've had that one since I was 18.
0: Okay, so I've seen it and then... You okay. had to have seen it. Yeah, I had to have seen <laughs> it. Maybe it's just, like, a part of you and I don't even, like... Probably, Probably. Like because you just... I've had
1: it since I was 18, Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: So what are you going to get next?
1: I am so undecided. Like, I know what I want, like, everywhere, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I want next. I think, well, I know I'm going to do a half-sleeve next. But I tight. don't know if I want to do my horror half-sleeve or if oh. I want to do my books. Yeah. Or, so you're going to do, like, a, like, an all-book half-sleeve? I don't know if I'm going to do a half-sleeve or if I'm going to do it on my ribs. But eventually it will get done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to, like, because I have so many that I want and, like, trying to figure Mm -hmm. out where to put them and then, like, timing, it's hard. And then when you get one, you're just like, I'm ready for the next one. (laughs) So I told him when I left, I was like, I already have a few planned out. I just got to decide which one I want next.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he's like, come back then. Yeah, come back.
0: He's like, yeah, go for it. Okay, but this is funny, so. I had this great conversation with him for like two hours, you know. I feel like connected because like dude, you just put something on my body that I'm going to have until I die. Mm-hmm. So like, that's like a connection, right? Yeah. So I posted it on Instagram. I tagged him and the shop because the shop is a friend of ours from high school. And then the artist is an artist that works there. So I tagged him in it and he untagged himself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I looked at Steve and I was like, I'm we had something. <laughs> <laughs> like, did those two hours mean nothing to you? <laughs> Does but that I,
1: money mean nothing?
0: I pointed <laughs> out to Steve that this was not his original artwork. I showed him a picture of what I wanted. So maybe because he told me while he was working on me, like his Instagram is a curated, um, like collection of. It's not just the tattoos he's done; it's the artwork he's done as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Steve was like, "Well, that's probably why he untagged himself because it's not his work." Like, yeah,
1: maybe, yeah, maybe. And if,
0: and if he's saying it's curated and he's like he he's portraying a certain style that he does, I could see why he wouldn't want that on his. Right. Yeah. But I did feel a little offended. I was like, <laughs> well, damn!" So I mean. I, I'm, I, he he did it exactly as I showed him um, there was a picture that I found on Pinterest because I had looked at a lot of ACOTAR tattoos, a lot of mountain tattoos and there's one really common one that a lot of people have gotten where the mountain range is like this geometric design I showed it to you right I think you did well, a lot of people have that one. And that's the one I was going to go with for a while. And then well, this watercolor just kept, like, speaking to me because it was just going to be black and white. Um, but then the watercolor one was just, like, I was, like, no, I really feel like that's the one. Um, So I pretty much just showed him a picture of what I wanted, like. So, I mean, he didn't change anything. He didn't really do anything different except the coloring a little bit. So maybe that's, I don't know. I'm trying not to be offended that he untagged himself, but it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but he really is amazing. Like, I think Steve is going to get his tattoo from him. and
1: I might. I might, too.
0: I might. You should. I mean, just see, like, what he can come up with. Because if you look at his page, he's got some amazing stuff on it. So Well, that kind of leads into my suck. So my suck is that I can't swim for two weeks. Yeah. Because yeah. of it. But I'm fine. Like, it, I want it to heal. It's just, like, it's the height of summer. And I can't go swimming. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to the beach. Me. So it's perfect that, like, I'll be able to go in the beach. Also, I don't know. You said your last tattoo was a few years ago. I don't know if mm-hmm. so. Was anything, but have you heard about this uh new, like, skin bandage they're using for tattoos? I've seen it
1: it like bubbles up and all of that
0: so it's basically like a second skin and it's clear Yeah. and you leave it so i had one on the first day he's like leave this on for 24 hours he's like you're gonna see like a lot of moisture in there it was like blood and ink and stuff then i took it off and i put this other one on and he's like leave this one on for four days huh and it like i guess it keeps it from like stabbing over
1: yeah probably he'll Better. And then by the
0: time you take it off, it's like past the point of scabbing and it's supposed to help things heal a lot faster. Like he said mine would probably be healed in a week, but he's like, don't go swimming or like tanning for two weeks.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. It's like this new thing that every artist is using. There's a really popular brand. I think it's called Saniderm or something, but mine's not that brand. Mine's a different brand. Um, But I'm like, damn, shit has changed because 12 years ago. Yeah. Was, Dude,
1: they were like, here, just put some Vaseline on it. Oh, no.
0: It and that's the thing is like so many artists they tell you different things to do. Like every like all my other tattoos are from different people and every single one of them told me to do something different. Like for aftercare. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is crazy. It doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture because like if you were just a glance at my arm, you wouldn't notice this bandage. But when you look closely at it, you can see that it's like wrinkled and you can see that there's like something shiny. I'll send you a picture. Because so the picture I sent you was like right when he was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our second suite. I spent plenty of time talking about my tattoo. I'm just so excited about it. I just love it so much. It is cute. Love it. All right. So this week, um, oh wait, I have some book news. Um, Good Omens just got picked up for a second season. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. Um, but there's not a second book, so.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, and apparently um the, the so you know there's like two authors of that book the second author has been dead for like 20 years but neil gaiman said when that dude was alive they had like planned a tv show and they had already planned like what the different seasons were going to be about
1: yeah so they could pretty much figure it so out
0: it, yeah it is going to be the original dude's story so that's exciting um Another exciting thing, there's a book called The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren, which is really good. If you haven't read it, you should read it. Um, That got picked up for a movie. Ooh. Yeah, so that'll be a movie. Um, I don't know who this is, but BCDF Pictures picked them up, and that is per Deadline.com. And um, I'm seeing if I have any other book news. Nope. I think great that Grady Grady Hendricks' new book. I'm pretty sure that comes out tomorrow. When you're listening to this, it will be today. I can't wait to get that and read it. Is it going to be today or next Tuesday? Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing that's confusing about it is um, the title of it is called the Final Girl Support Group, mm-hmm. and Riley Sager Sager has a book called Final Girls. And, yeah. so the, like in Riley Sager's, Sager's book, it's, um, she was in like a mass murder thing and she was the only one left alive. So the final girls is like the support group that she goes to of people that were like the last person alive. And in this <laughs> Grady Grady Hendrix, it says, this is from Goodreads, a fast-paced, thrilling horror novel that follows a group of heroines to die for. In horror movies, the final girl is the one who's left standing when the credits roll. So same mm-hmm. concept, I guess. the one who fought back, defeated the killer and avenged her friends. So it's kind of like, I'm like, uh, dude, are you ripping off Riley? Who knows? I think I'm <laughs> going to
1: read both of them and then we'll see.
0: Yeah. I-, I would recommend final girls. I think you would really like it. Um, the story gets kind of convoluted and some shit happens. It was still a really like enjoyable book. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, I think you should read it. But the Grady Grady Hendrix one, oh, shit, it comes out the 13th. So next Tuesday, my It's so That'll be good. All right, so this week our listener picked the book. Sarah mm-hmm. wrote in and she picked Beach Read by Emily Henry. So without any spoilers, what did you think? Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it, too. I enjoyed it. Um, I
1: felt like the end was a little rushed.
0: But okay, yes, we will, you are not the only one, sister. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. um you want to give him a quick synop? Why are you laughing at me? He's over there <laughs> laughing at me.
1: <laughs> Why are you giggling over there? Because he probably, he's probably remembering what you said when you were reading it as you were reading it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, girl, he was asleep. I, okay, I'm not going to lie. I, I pulled a lacy and I finished it today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As long as it's done, right? As long as it's done. So, yeah. up. So it follows this woman named January uh, Andrews. She is a best-selling romance novelist and she moves into her father's home after he passes away, which happens to be next door to her college rival, Augustus Mm -hmm. Everett, who is an acclaimed literary fiction author Mm -hmm. so they apparently have a little writer's block and come up with a plan that augustus needs to write a happy romance and january needs to write the next best literary fiction book Mm -hmm. and it goes from there
0: that is a really good synopsis lacey you like you freaking nailed
1: it look i'm getting better every week okay (laughs) every week i'm getting better
0: so yeah practice baby
1: she fucking
0: killed it um so this is funny because her name is january which is such an unusual name but as you know i have a cousin named december yes so i like instantly thought of her (laughs) like (laughs) and yes her birthday is in december just like january's birthday is in january um so that was funny to read so We'll just hop into the first question. Um, what was your favorite part of the book?
1: I've had to say there are little romance dates. Okay. So since they make this pact, um, Friday nights Augustus is supposed to take them on what he would consider a research trip for his novels. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, January gets to take them on romantic dates so that mm-hmm. he can, you know, figure out his romance novel. Mm-hmm. But I loved all their little romance
0: dates. They were mm-hmm. so
1: cute, and they connected so well during that time, and it was just yeah. adorable.
0: I agree. Um, so Augustus Gus Everett is supposed to be like like he makes a lot of jokes about this author named uh, Jonathan Franzen, who, like Lacey says, like a literary author. You know, it's like. It's those books where like a lot of depressing shit happens, you know, those kind like of books. Like
1: classic novel. I yes.
0: Think. And she writes like rom com, so in college and stuff, she would he would always like kind of because they were in. I would. I. It sounded like they were in like in a master's program where they're in like writing workshops and stuff, and they're like right, right. critiquing right. each other stuff, and he's like, you know, everything of yours has a happy ending. I think he called her. What do you he call her? Like. Like princess, a fairy
1: princess. Or fairy something.
0: princess. And she like took that as like a dig at her. And so she's like, I know you don't understand anything about happy endings. Da 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 da. Um and he's like, Well, you know, you don't understand how to write an ending that isn't happy. And that's kind of like what prompts them to do this bit. Um there's also like this little bookshop owner in town. It's a very small little town on Lake Michigan. And You can tell she's kind of pulling the strings like she's trying to hook them up because January goes to the town because her father has died. And at the funeral, this woman comes up to her and hands her an envelope and a key and was like, oh, by the way, I was your dad's mistress. And he owns a house on Lake Michigan and he wanted you to have it. And she is like shocked. Like her dad was he died very unexpectedly. In fact, her mother had cancer twice and beat it, so it was very shocking that her dad died. And her dad, she, like, idolized her dad. Like, he was this wonderful father, this wonderful presence in her life. And this woman comes, and, like, he had this whole secret life she knew nothing about. So she goes to the house because she's like, all right, well, I'm going to clean it out and sell it. And while I'm there, like, her um, book agent is like, hey, I need a book by September 1st to sell, like, and January needs the money. Um, her boyfriend has broken up with her. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. After, After what, died. six years? Yeah, they were together six years. And, like, their first bump in the road, he's like, you're just not the same. I don't want to be with you anymore. What a fucking asshole. Because, yeah, she's depressed that, like, her fucking dad has just died. Ugh.
1: Like um, anybody would be.
0: Yes. Like, what kind of tool does that? And then... After her father's death and she discovers this other side of him, it's kind of leading her on like an identity crisis. So that is what really like ultimately leads into this bet because she's kind of wondering, can she write this kind of book, too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't answer the question. Um. Oh, yeah, your favorite part. (laughs) These questions are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and our own. So my favorite part of the book was that I felt like the romance is like real life. It's not like these other romance where everything's just coming up roses and it's funny and it's cute. Like these are two people with very real problems working through shit. And I like that. It was very realistic. Like um, Gus is very like he, he doesn't tell her things she has to ask him. And then it's always like a question for a question and, Like you find out stuff about him later on that you had no idea he was going through. And that's really like he had an abusive father and his mother died when he was young. And you're like, okay, this is why he's closed off in the way that he is. So I like that it was real, but it still had that little magic spark of romance in it. That's what I liked. Um, What was your least favorite part of the book? The ending was super (laughs) (laughs) rush,
1: as they always are. But other than okay, that, we'll, like, I we'll
0: didn't get there have now. any complaints. I agree. The ending, oh, okay, we'll talk about it at the end because Sarah, who picked the book, sent in her review. And she addresses that and kind of made me, I was like, wow, yeah, that really makes sense. So we'll, talk, we'll get there. We'll come back to that for you. Mm-hmm. My least favorite part was all the cult shit. Yeah, I could see that. It did. Okay. So even though they've agreed to write a different kind of book, so like Gus is going to write this rom-com. He's been researching this cult for like five years because it's going to be like his next thing. And he's like a thorough researcher. And so when he's taking her out on these research dates um, that he's like interviewing some of the like cult members or a kid that was like there, stuff like that. And, it's so detailed and it's such a huge part of the book. And in the end, it really adds up to nothing. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, I even yeah. wrote down in my notes, um, where did I put it? If I said, if all this cult stuff doesn't correlate to either of them, it's really not needed. Like, yeah, he winds up using it in his book, but like she could have just said that. Well, and the book, and, like, they even
1: say at the end, like, she says that his book was so much shorter than hers, but it Mm -hmm. did involve the cult, and you're, like, okay, but he says he's been working on this for years, and he just throws it into a quick book. I don't
0: think so. I didn't like that. That was, I feel like that was not thought out well and not in tune with his character, because I feel like he would have saved that and made that into, like, a really good book. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I mean, can you imagine these people that he's been interviewing and working with find out he put this in a fucking rom-com book? Yeah,
1: and they're like... Um...
0: They're like, wow, I like opened up deep scars to share with you, and you put it in a fucking romance book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like was it a fast or slow read, and why?
1: I thought it was very fast.
0: It was fast for me. It was for me, too, um, because... As of Saturday, I was on like page 30. I was really I was busy this <laughs> weekend. And I read a ton of it yesterday, and then I read a ton of it today. Um but it just like, you just, you just want to keep reading it. It's a really, really fast read. Mm-hmm. Which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're really building up. Well, I'm
1: trying to, like, because there's – it's, like, do I pick something that annoyed me about it or –
0: Which one jumps out at you
1: more? Okay, so I really liked the drive-in scene. That was cute, yeah. And it got
0: steamy. Yes,
1: it does. Like, their chemistry started building in – like, I felt it. And and they were like, just oh making out. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like when he had first
0: started opening up and stuff, it was just really cute. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think the scene that stuck with me the most was the dancing in the rain. <gasps> oh, yes. When he plays yes. nothing compared to. You. Yeah.
1: God, yeah. oh, no. Sinead. So- that was Sinead. So- <laughs>
0: um what did you think of the writing are there any standout sentences or vocabulary
1: i mean all the vocabulary i knew there are some good standout sentences um there was one on page 118 it was she's talking about her ex and like what led them to break up and all this and she says Again and again he told me I wasn't myself, but he was wrong. I was the same me I'd always been. I just stopped trying to glow in the dark for him or anyone else.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sh- there's a lot of good lines in this book. Um I also had page one hundred eighteen written down.
1: <laughs>
0: so that's Well, you fine. know it's good then. You know yes. it's a good quote then. Yes. Um I'm trying so there is a lot of things about I liked the writing several things I liked they have really good banter with one another yes and to me that's what makes a rom-com enjoyable is when the banter is like leaps off the page I love that um not everyone can do that no so I really liked that I also wrote down page 49 description but I don't know what I didn't write down. so let me look at page 49 and see (laughs) what I was talking about oh so okay yes this is part of the writing so she's at the book club so the book owner turns out to be gus's aunt you don't find this out till way later but she's she owns this bookstore slash coffee shop and january's trying to like kind of make a relationship because she's like you should always make relationships with like local bookstores so they'll like push your book Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. she goes to their book club and she thinks she's going because they're going to talk about her book. But then she, it's called like red, wet, uh, red, white Russians and blue something. What was the blue part? Oh, they, I wish I would have wrote they, it down. Nothing but spy novels. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so There's... she did not invite her to talk about her book. She invited her because she also invited Gus, and she, the the aunt is trying to hook them up. The aunt and the aunt's wife are like playing little matchmakers, basically. Um, But when January goes to the book club, there's a description of Pete is the aunt. Her wife is Maggie. And so here it says, I'm Maggie, the blonde said. Her tall, willowy stature was made more striking by the sea of drapey white things she dressed herself in. She smiled down at me, equal parts. Galadriel, lady of the golden wood and aging Stevie Nicks and the wrinkled corners of her brown eyes, crinkled sweetly. Like that is one of the best descriptions I have ever heard Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I know exactly what this bitch looks like.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: Galadriel from Lord of the Rings and Stevie Nicks, like boom, got it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I thought that was amazing.
1: It was Um, red white Russians and blue book club.
0: Okay yeah (laughs) that is so funny and then when she hears the name of it and she sees the books on the shelves she's like those are all spy novels so funny um also with the writing i like how she describes um falling in love with a story like on so on page 88 because i think that's kind of all of us we all fall in love with stories yeah Uh, or um, else
1: we wouldn't continue to read
0: exactly like she talks about um, my love affair with romance novels had started in the waiting room of my mother's radiologist office. So, you know, she's helping her mom go through cancer treatments. And then these romance novels are kind of like an escape for her. So I, um, she put this so that I'm still quoting the book. And then without any true plans, I started writing one. And that feeling that feeling of falling head over heels in love with a story and its characters as they sprang out of me was unlike anything else. That's all of us, right? hmm I mean, we've all had books like that. Um, I like, this one's really funny. And this is so, such a weird quinky dink. But she references, well, Gus, through Emily, Emily Henry, through Gus, references Jack Reacher, like, three or four times. Yeah. <laughs> and I had Lacey. I finished a Jack Reacher novel Friday and started this book Friday night. Oh, that's funny. So, so if you, you don't do, know, you can
1: connect it so well.
0: Then. So, like, if you don't know, Jack Reacher novels are it's a set of novels by Lee Child. Um, they're pretty old. I think they're like from the nineties or early two thousands. And it's Lee Child is like a Tom Clancy, you know, like the Jack Ryan novels. So Jack Reacher is like ex military. Um, but every book he finds himself in like this weird situation that he's got to like be the hero or whatever. In fact, there's, like, two movies of Jack Reacher where Tom, Cl- Tom Cruise plays Jack Reacher. So, like, hello. Obviously, that's how I got interested in it. Um, but the books are really good. I mean, I'm sure they're geared towards, like, old men to read. But they're kind of a guilty pleasure of mine. So I had just finished a Jack – that was, like, my third Jack Reacher novel. And so Gus talks about him all the time. So, like, on page 81 – he says Jack Reacher risked his life every day to guarantee you that freedom <laughs> like I laughed out loud at that um, also when they're about to have sex he says God thank you for this day Lord also Jack Reacher <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny I could not stop laughing so I'm like Emily Henry did you like do you like Jack Reacher Does your dad like Jack Reacher like how did how did that come about? I think it's definitely the kind of books that Gus would like, though. Yeah. So funny. Um, Absolutely. See if I have any other notes about the writing. Oh, uh, one other thing about the writing. There's a lot. Sorry. On page 268, she talks about how she doesn't want to be the heroine who – let me look. I didn't write down the entire quote. I got a little lazy. Okay. So in my own story, I didn't want to be the heroine who let some silly miscommunication derail something obviously so good. But in my real life, I felt like I'd rather risk that and keep my dignity than keep laying everything out for Gus until he finally came right out and admitted he didn't want me the way I wanted him. And I like that because it's true, because that's like part of the formula for romance novels is, you know, they meet, they have sex, they fall in love three days later, and then there's some big miscommunications. Yeah. So I like that she's like addressing that. Same. Because it is literally in every romance novel, like ever. And
1: we always touch on it too.
0: And we always touch on it. So true. Um yeah. I liked that. But yeah, it was good writing. I enjoyed it. Um, next question. Would you want to read another book by this author? Yes. Yes. I actually have already bought called People We Meet on Vacation. So I plan to read that. Um, did the re- did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How and where?
1: Like, I just thought because it was so realistic, because the relationship was so realistic between them, Like, it just made them falling in love together so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. But then, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but then, like, he disappears Mm -hmm. for a week and comes back. And, like, January doesn't really, like, address any of it with him, but she stays angry. Right. She stays angry about it and closes up. But Mm -hmm. she's always talking about, you know, just tell me, just tell me, just ask me, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. and it's exactly like what she talks about with her novels you know they have a misunderstanding mm-hmm. and, you
0: know. yeah that was frustrating um so obviously if you haven't read the book you can gather as they're doing these research and then she's taking him on the little cutesy date so he can use them for his book they obviously start having feelings for one another um you know they're spending a lot of time together they live next door they like have a routine they write during the day I love the little note things where they hold up notes for yes. one another. That
1: was yes. So cute.
0: Um, then they like have dinner together. They just like being with one another and it's like they're healing each other from their own separate like traumas. And it's like when you find someone like that where you just like can be with them, I love that. Um, but obviously on page 282, the whole Gus story comes out and you find out, um, he's, in the middle of a divorce mm-hmm. because his wife cheated on him with his college roommate slash best man slash best friend. Yeah. And, and that
1: his lawyer
0: mm-hmm.
1: is what his sister, his best friend's sister.
0: It's his best friend, but it's also her, the wife's best friend. Like it's best a mutual best. friend. So it's like, and she's handling both of them, which that would not happen in real divorce court. Like no. Make you get your own lawyer. Um, But like, He didn't really pursue the divorce, and neither did she, but she was living with this dude. So when he starts having these feelings for January, he's like, all right, hey, we need to, like, get fucking divorced because I'm, like, I'm ready to move on with my life. So they go to this, like, book Q&A at the bookshop, and that fucking bitch shows up, the estranged wife, and just, like Lacey said, January just closes up because she's like, all right, he's going to get back with her. Uh, My heart's going to break, so, okay. He tries calling her, texting her. She, like, turns off her phone and puts it in a drawer. I mean, I don't know a woman that has that kind of self-control. I don't. I could not turn <laughs> off my phone for three days and just ignore I it. I don't know. I got to know what they're saying. No freaking way. Um, I also kind of felt like her best friend was not really the best friend.
1: No, she wasn't really supportive. Was she, she
0: was Supposed to come for Fourth of July, but she met some dude and she's like, I'm in love with him, and he wants me to meet his parents. So she like blew off her friend, whose father has just died, who's having an identity crisis, to go see her boyfriend's parents. Which, at the end of the book, she's not even she's with not even with him anymore.
1: anymore. Yeah, she's
0: with some other dude. Yeah, not a good friend.
1: No, not a good friend.
0: I also think it was really topical that it takes place on Fourth of July, and we I read know, right, on of and July. here we are,
1: Fourth of July. Hey, good <laughs> job, Sarah.
0: Um. <laughs> So, I I agree with you. It impacted my mood in that it was frustrating because I felt like January was my friend and I'm like, girl, just go fucking turn on your phone. Right. Just go next door. Just go go next
1: door and ask him questions. Since when are you not afraid to ask him questions?
0: Right. (laughs) Um, What surprised you most about the book?
1: Probably like the inclusion of such a dark cult story yeah I agree. like they go and visit essentially this graveyard of this cult because everything caught on fire and it killed like everyone there come to find mm-hmm. out it was like the leader that set everybody on fire but mm-hmm. they spend like the entire day there and it's such like a dark
0: scene yeah. and
1: it's just heavy and you know january's crying and i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure gus probably cried after he sent mm-hmm. her back to the tent and it was just like
0: wow yeah it was weird set up a tent because it's raining um and he's going there because he's like trying to draw a map and have stuff you know research for his book and like one of the so i guess it was like different trailers and one of the trailers was like a nursery and he's like january you should really go back to the tent and she's like no you know i want to be here for this and i want to be here for you because i can see that this is obviously like traumatizing for you and he's like please go back to the tent so she goes and then he comes in there but he does, this is when he lays everything out for her. And he's like, this is what's going on. I'm going through a divorce. Da da da. By the way, I've been in love with you since college. That's why I was always borrowing pins from you. And he's like, but you clearly hated me. And da da da.
1: And then and my like, mom died. And
0: my dad was abusive. And my, was mom abusive, and and my dad <laughs> lost my arm. Yeah, like all this shit. And then he like, didn't they like have sex three times and stay the night in this tent.
1: Yeah.
0: That was weird. That was a little, it wasn't weird that they connected after he basically it was weird
1: that they did it there after feeling such heavy emotional feelings like I can get needing to release those heavy emotions but like it's right there where all these people were brutally (laughs) you just said you're not comfortable because it's right here and then it's right here (laughs) like if I had read this
0: book and you were telling me yeah it's a rom-com but then there's like all this cult shit I would be like I'm sorry say what.
1: I'd be like, um, that doesn't sound like a rom-com to me. <laughs>
0: exactly, like the two do not go together. No, we did not need all the cult information.
1: Like he does, he does say that the ending. He likes to think of the ending as because the two, the two people escape the his cult. This is in <laughs> and, his book. And then they get killed anyway by a medium. And he, right? And he likes <laughs> to say, "Well, I, I think it's a happy ending because I like to think that they." You know, they had that happy moment of that they were going to live from this
0: cult yeah. before they were killed. So i like to think that they live in that moment. But they still fucking die, Gus. Yes. So his rom-com <laughs> turns out to be not so much a rom-com. It's a romance where two people are trying to escape this cult. And they finally get out. And then the meteor that the prophet had predicted was going to wipe out the earth, it does come. And the driver is so distracted that he crashes and they both die. And you're like, that's not a rom-com.
1: Yeah. Her and was it was stupid. shorter than her book and you're like but how is this shorter
0: <laughs> right you did all this fucking research for five years her book was stupid too her book took place over a course of a week with this circus family who finds out that the dad clown has another family it is not a book that i would read <laughs> no it was so weird <laughs>
1: Okay, that's like it. it was definitely like not the great next great American <laughs> novel, which no. sucks because like the book in of itself like the whole book was great. Yeah, and then you have their books that suck. And you you're have like, such really? a <laughs>
0: Then the two authors in the book write two shitty books. I, <laughs> I do not understand it, but okay. Um. Did I already ask how your opinion of the book changed when you reached? No, I didn't know no. what surprised me most no. about the book. Okay, what surprised me most about the book? Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't know what surprised me most, but here's some things I thought that were really weird. As soon as she gets to this house, she just starts clearing shit out, donating it, selling it, preparing it to sell, like, but she's
1: angry. She's Which, angry at her dad that he had this second life, and you know, like he said, had all these like, secrets.
0: Because the she didn't want it. Doesn't live there. She has her right. own home. And come to find out, they weren't even involved. They were involved when her parents had separated many, many years ago. They did kind of screw around a little bit, but she was already moved on with another dude, the mistress. So, so she's, she's like, I don't know that. The she doesn't, doesn't know that, that, that till the that. end. He thinks it's her love nest And she's like, I don't want to touch anything. Nah, 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 nah. But it's like, wouldn't you want to be in a place where your dad loves surrounded by his things? Not if, yeah. not if it was in the place like, where, you know,
1: he cheated on your mom. That's all you knew.
0: That's fair. Um, I don't know. And then, at the but end, then she,
1: again, it's like the only place she has to live. So I would, you know, not necessarily throw everything away. <laughs>
0: I was pretty disappointed after, so her dad leaves her these letters, and he basically just kind of bears it all to her. And I was disappointed that she still sold the house. Yeah, yeah. I think I would want to keep that because my dad was there, and he fixed it up. And even the mistress said it became pretty clear why he started fixing it up, and it wasn't for me. It was for you. And he, like, even leaves her this boat that's called the January.
1: And... Like, they could have combined that house with Gus's house and yeah. turned it into
0: something bigger, you know? Yeah, that could have been, like, a monster house for the I agree. I didn't like that they sold it. Mm. Um, this is question. I have a really good answer for this next question. We'll see what you think. How does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? If you could give the book a new title, what would it be?
1: <laughs> I think it works. I mean, they're not at the beach enough for it to be like, yeah, perfect, but, (laughs) you know, they're on, they live
0: off of the beach, and, you know, they're authors and everything, so it kind of works. Okay, here's my issue. They do not go to the beach until Chapter 19. Right. Okay. And even then, they're on Lake Michigan, and if you've never been to Lake Michigan, it is not a beach. It is a rocky shore. I mean, why the hell? I, do, I think this was a horrible title. And the fact that on the cover of the book, the two people are laying on beach towels and the woman's in a bathing suit. That's true. When they're talking about the whole summer, it's so cold, they're having to put That's on a true. shit. But I guess, you know, deck read. <laughs> deck Reed. That's what we should have called it. <laughs> Um. yeah Berkeley Publishing you should have consulted Lacey and I about what to call this book and we were told you to call it Deck Read I don't know or
1: Horny okay Coldly Horny
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. yes okay would you have picked up this book if it was called Coldly Horny
1: <laughs> I probably still wouldn't have read the synopsis so yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would have definitely picked it up. Um, because that's what she says Gu- that's what she tells Gus and it's like a joke between them. Um I just don't like that it was called Bee Treat. It's not a fucking and they're never there. And they're never yeah. there. Ugh, that was stupid. That really bothered me. So dumb. I still like the book. I think the title's skipping. Yeah. Um I I put so maybe Bee and the pick on the front in a bathing suit is not the best marketing. <laughs> 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 Is this book overrated or underrated? Well, let me see I what think it's
1: underrated. Yeah, let's see what it's rated.
0: Wow, Goodreads is really slow.
1: 4.04. It's about on par.
0: I think it's appropriate. I yeah. was thinking four stars, but then I got to the end and I was like, maybe like 3.75. Well, so yeah, but I, I was thinking five and then I got to the end and I
1: was like, oh, this is about a four.
0: Yeah. I think four is a good rating for that. Um, did this book remind you of any other books or is it an original idea?
1: I mean, it's a romance, but mm-hmm. the inclusion of, you know, their own life problems and doing mm-hmm. it so well is definitely original.
0: I read the author's note at the end and she said when she wrote it, she had writer's block. So, essentially, she just starting started a book about someone having a writer's block. I think that's really funny. It worked. It worked. It worked. It really did. Um, no, it's not original. I mean, I've never heard of authors switching. That part's very original. I've never read or seen something where authors, like, switch genres. I'm like, oh, oh you no. do this and you do this yeah. one.
1: But it's m- so willing to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah um any lingering questions or plot holes from the book you're still thinking about no nothing like plot holes but i like how the story comes full circle when the mistress confronts her on the porch that night because january's like avoiding her the entire time Mm -hmm. and finally Sonya just like basically ambushes her one night when she's coming home after the ex-wife has just showed up to the book thing and so like january's already upset And Sonia's like, I wrote it all down because I need to say these things to you. And that's when she basically tells her, like, hey, it's not, like, what you're thinking. Like, we haven't been together in years. I I met him when I was 15. He was my first love. He was my first kiss. He was the first person I said I love you to. Like, they have a history. And they reconnected when her mom and dad were separated. Um. So she's like, but he was married. And in her mind, she's like, shit, Gus is still married. Technically, he's still a married man. So that, I mean, that shit comes full circle because she can see how this situation started. Mm -hmm. And I think she kind of gets some clarity from that and maybe starts finding a way to, like, forgive her father. And then after that is when she reads all the letters, which I think the letters are so cool because he wrote her a letter every day on her birthday for, like, until he died for 29 years. And I think that's so cool to do, like, for your kid to, like, save them up and then leave them to them. Like, I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. I've seen on online and I um that when someone has a baby, they'll start an email address for them and then write them an email like every year on their birthday. And then they can like read the emails. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um and yeah, I don't think there's any plot holes, but let's go ahead and talk about that ending because this whole journey they're healing they're writing their books um the romance is building their sexual tension's building they're they come to a you know a roadblock when she thinks he's getting back together with his wife and she shuts down and then he does this grand gesture and gives her this beautiful speech about how yeah i could probably be with my ex-wife and probably be happy but i would rather do the part with you where i'm not 100 percent sure this is gonna like end in a happy ending but i would rather try that with you because like i'm so in love with you yes. basically i loved his speech to her I and that's too. dancing in the rain it's so it's beautiful it is. it's beautiful then the next chapter is nine months later Ugh. and they're like reading each other's manuscripts And then they're like out playing in the snow or whatever. They come in and everyone's like, surprise, because it's her one year anniversary that she's lived there. And then he proposes. And, okay, so let me play that there. Essentially. Let me, I'm going to read her review and then what she said about the ending and then we'll talk about it, okay? Okay, so Sarah was the one that picked this book. She said, I was excited to read Beach Read when I read the premise but then hesitant after finishing Emily Henry's other book, People We Meet on Vacation. I won't go into detail about my dislike for People We Meet on Vacation, but I can assure you that I didn't share the same disdain for Beach Read. Yes, it's pretty predictable from the beginning that January and Gus will share some kind of romantic connection, But you root for it because you see how each of their perceived flaws is what can heal the other. Mm -hmm. The book is also filled filled with so many heartfelt quotes about love, life, and loss. Emily Henry does a beautiful job of weaving together a lighthearted beach read with all the poignancy. The G is silent, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so poignancy. (laughs) I got to learn how to read of a contemporary fiction novel. It's like I can hear the word in my head, but when it comes to, like, saying it, it's hard for Yeah, me. your
1: enunciation's off.
0: It's okay. i <laughs> have a <story> too. <laughs> <laughs> also, if January and Gus themselves sat down to write it, this story will appeal to a wide variety of readers who are either looking for a bright light in their reading journey or a comforting hand as they contemplate the darkness in the world, and if it ever actually adds up to anything. So she sent me that, and then I was like, why didn't you like – she's like, I liked everything but the last page. And I was like, well, why didn't you like the ending? And she said, I didn't like that it ended in a proposal. I thought both characters did too much work on themselves to just have that quick of a cliche ending. Yeah, Like I figured somewhere down the line they could get engaged, but I don't Obviously. think the book needed that ending.
1: No. We can Agree. get that if they would eventually get together. But yes. it. It. she did what, like, a lot of authors – tend to do is that she rushed it way Mm -hmm. too fast you have this gorgeous story about this couple that's you know gone through their trials and tribulations and they've built each other up and they've learned about each other and you know dug through these services, and then you're like oh two pages you're done Yeah, happy ending and you're like what the fuck
0: (laughs) because it's like 350 pages and I'm on 330 and her best friend's coming to console her and I'm like how is this about to wrap up right in twenty, I, I yeah, I didn't like it. It doesn't fit their characters. No, it and
1: it doesn't fit the story. No, like I felt like maybe if you needed ten more pages, just to kind of draw it out a little bit mm. more than you needed ten more pages. Don't rush it. Don't ever fucking rush it because <laughs> it can make somebody especially dislike at, the story. Oh. Right? He He's was so like no, and I know he loved her and everything, and you know he loved her loved her since college and everything, but. He was
0: so slow to open up that it just mm-hmm. doesn't fit who he was. No, like move in together. They don't even live together. Right. She sells her dad's house and rents an apartment downtown. Yeah. Like, why did y'all? Why didn't y'all just move in together then? That's stupid. Whatever. Yeah, I I didn't care for that either. And then after Sarah saying that, I was like, yeah, they've been through too much to just be like, okay, we're engaged.
1: <laughs> oh, just like it means the whole rest of the story like the whole build-up you're just like oh that's it it's done mm-hmm. like well, no 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 like Way you could have rush. left stuff open to interpretation whatever yes. just don't rush it
0: yes i like it so uh, i both love and hate when they leave it open to our interpretation right but What's i think that's better, better than, than
1: like oh happy ending and you're like okay this mm-hmm. story was not supposed to have this happy of an ending.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she kind of like was like, all right, well, I'm going to give it this ending that all these other cutesy rom coms have, but this is not a cutesy rom com. Yeah, it just didn't fit. Didn't it, it does not fit. Um, was that the last question? Yeah, so. that was the last question. <laughs> I still enjoyed it overall. Despite yeah, the ending, I did too. I still liked it. I liked that. Oh, from- would you read
1: it again? That's another one of the questions. Um, would you reread it?
0: No, probably not.
1: I'm going to say yes, just because I liked them and their
0: relationship. But I probably won't finish it, because I'll just finish it on my own. I like how (laughs) sassy they were with one another. Yes. That was so cute. That was, like, that's me and Steve. We're very, like, sarcastic and sassy to one another. So (laughs) he's shaking his head yes. (laughs) I really relate to that, because I feel like that's my personality, and I need someone that can, like, give it back. Yes. And they definitely gave it back Give to you. Give it me. and take it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I liked it, though. I, I did. I did, too. I did, too. I enjoyed it. So, that's Beach Read. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Good listeners pick, Sarah. Good job. Yes. Good job. And perfect for the 4th of July. I mean, couldn't have gotten any more perfect. Yeah, like, Sarah, was that intentional? Did you look at a <laughs> calendar? Like, that's amazing. So... Next week's our talkie show, but we're picking a mm-hmm. book. We're reading um a court of I can never remember it. Frost and Starlight. Frost and Starlight, which is By Sarah like
1: Sarah J. Moss.
0: Yes, which is like a novella. So it's right. only like two hundred and sixty pages, I think.
1: It's what it like kind of wraps up after the war, what happens after the war.
0: So we're reading that. Um so send us your reviews, questions, thoughts. Lacey's picking the next book. That's yes. two weeks from today. So Lacey, what are you picking?
1: <laughs> Surprise! A Court of silver flames. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to stop. I was so I don't like of stopping between the books because it just kind of takes me out of the characters a little bit, and I like having that strong connection with them. And I want to keep going when I have that strong connection. So I wanted to like finish this one and then start the next one. Because I'm also about iffy you. about the next one because if it's you know it's a different point of view and I'm yeah. scared I'm not going to like it as much.
0: I I do understand wanting not wanting to stop, but then also a part of me is like, I really want to drag this out to see right. because you can only read something for the first time. Once. More. Yeah. And I mean the first three were just so freaking magical and like we love them so freaking much. So yeah, I'm yeah, They'll
1: definitely be it. on yearly rotation though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so two weeks from today we're talking about the first half of a court of silver flames. Mm-hmm. Because it's like 800 pages. Yeah. Then the talkie sold after that, which will be three weeks from today, we'll talk about the second half of A Court of Silver Flames. Yes. Does that sound good? Yes. So that way you don't have to read 800 pages in a week. I mean, I don't mind, but. We probably will. <laughs> um, yeah, if
1: we, if we don't like the point of view, we might. We might.
0: <laughs> yes. It may be a beating to get through, TBD. Um, but next week we're doing Frost and Starlight. So you may want to go ahead and read that one and then start Silver Flames just <laughs> on the head end of that. So next few weeks, it's going to be all about Sarah J. Moss. Sorry if you hate those books. Don't care. We love them.
1: Yes, Boom. we do. We do. <laughs> and it's our podcast, right? And right.
0: I was thinking that. I was literally <laughs> just thinking that. Think it's our podcast. And can it's like our podcast. one. um okay so yeah we'll talk we'll see you guys next week um do we need to talk about anything else no two bookworms one podcast at gmail.com instagram two bookworms one podcast so we'll see you next week with hopefully a really good episode (laughs) hopefully we're happy (laughs) about it yes all right bye bye little say bye